Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Echo. Welcome to the first ever live recording of the Echo Podcast. I'm joined today by two awesome guests, one of whom helped us name this entire project, and his name is Henry Johnson, and he is the new young adult director for the Carolina Conference, and he's a great friend of mine, so welcome, Henry. And we are also joined by Caleb Isley, and Caleb, you've become, you're becoming a, a more very well-known name in Adventism in North America, and it's because of this shirt. Um, well, not specifically this shirt, but also yes, this shirt. So, Caleb, tell us who are you? Um, what what is the project that you oversee? Sure. So, um, my name is Caleb Isley. I'm from Orangeburg, a couple south, a couple hours south of here. Uh, has anyone ever heard of Humans of Adventism? A couple people. All right, raise your hand if you have. I saw maybe, okay, cool, cool, maybe maybe a third of you. If you haven't, please take out your cell phone, go on Facebook, <laughs> and type in Humans of Adventism. Hit the little thumbs up for me. Uh, but really, uh, Humans of Adventism is a, a project based on an existing Humans of New York. Um, basically, a guy who goes around, takes pictures of people, and tells what they say. Uh, but for our purposes, we're applying it to a religion instead of a location. And uh, what's making the difference here is that we're hearing the real stories of real people that are Seventh-day Adventist. So it's not just a, a story every time about a victory. It's not a devotional thought at all. It is how their faith informs the life that they have. And that can be struggles. You know, we, we talk about a lot of, a lot of topics that, that the church has shied away from a little bit. Um, so, so that's in a nutshell, that's, that's what I do. Awesome. And I think one of the things I appreciate the most about humans of Adventism is you do that and you address those, those topics through story instead of through soapboxes. Uh, and I really appreciate that because it celebrates the individual experience, uh, over just venting a random frustration or, or, or aggravation with the church. So I appreciate the work that you're doing. And, and because of this project, I think you are a, a wonderful guest to have on today. One of the things at Echo that we love to do is dive right into the topic. And we're going to not waste any time doing that tonight. Our topic for this episode is fighting loneliness and creating community after college. And this is one of those hard things because what do you do, especially if you've grown up Adventist or grown up Christian and grown up in, in, you know, this bubble with your church or with your school, what happens when you leave all of that and suddenly you don't have anyone? You don't have the people that you used to. Um, this is a problem that I faced uh, very personally and very in a very real way. And so I want to talk about that tonight. And so I'd love to just initial thoughts. Um, what do you do to find or create community after college. Henry, let's start with you. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, I mean, great topic. I don't think it just has to do with college, though. This can be you just move. Like, I'm dealing with that right now. I've just moved into Charlotte. And I know, like, nobody, right? <laughs> you know, I know my cat, what I brought with me, but, you know, that's about it. But, no, when it, comes, when it comes to creating community, I think especially from the Adventist perspective, if you're in the Adventist faith community, I think the first thing we have to be aware of is we are one of the, one of the there's other communities out there like this, but we're one of the few communities 
where it's not just a community of belief, but there's a lot of other cultural items that come along with it, just because a lot of what we believe is countercultural. Right, so it's one thing when you move somewhere new and it's like, oh, you know, I'm a XYZ, and someone else is like, yeah, 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 and you have a lot of commonalities and you can just move on. But I mean, everything about Adventism at its core seems to be countercultural. When you move somewhere, the easiest thing to do would be everyone else is free on Friday nights or Saturdays. And our whole orientation of life is we set that aside and we're doing something else. Right, so then you, you have to come with the realization we're going to have to think outside the box when it comes to thinking about creating community. That's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just something we need to be aware of because we have, there is an added layer of complexity we have to get through to deal with a lack of community. Absolutely. So we throw chic parties. Caleb, give us your thoughts. Okay. Uh, I think most of us are aware that uh, there are some churches that are growing and doing very well with our age group, uh, but the vast majority, unfortunately, are not, right? And so it's hard. You know, I face this exact situation. I moved to an area... There was no one my age, you know, and, and I think we have to, to change how we approach church instead of being consumers and trying to find a place that gives us what we want. We have to lead. Even if we aren't given permission to lead, we have to do it. And, and what I mean by that is creating spaces where um, we can live our faith as we understand it best. And I think you know, I don't know if when you were dealing with isolation in the area, if that's when you created absurdity, right? That was born of you needed to connect, right? Yeah. And humans of Adventism too. I needed to connect with my peers and with my church, but I couldn't only do that in the local church. So what I did was I changed my mind to my online community is my primary church. I found other people who thought about church and wanted to be part of it but could only do it in a, in a way that was not available in their local context, okay? So where does that leave us with our local context? A lot of people will just drop off, right? They won't attend their church. What we need to do is approach our local church as a mission field, right? Approach dying churches as a mission field. Approach churches where the, the other young people there are not connected, you know, or, or discouraged, be the person who changes that. Be the person who helps turn that around and inspire other people to do that. I think that's the, that's the key. I was just going to say part of that is we have to recognize that sometimes there's community around us, but we don't see that because we make assumptions about people or groups of people. So like, like you were saying, viewing it as a mission field, sometimes you can be like, man, this church feels dead or I'm not doing any, you know, they're not doing anything wrong. I need something else. But you know what? You might, you're probably guarantee you not the only person that thinks that way and it could even be the older individuals that think that way but no one's doing anything about it there's a lot of assumptions that get made in, in culture of just period right you know it's kind of like the old joke you know most everybody says oh we're losing young people they're losing the church always talks about they're losing us they're like well young people are leaving the church it's an epidemic and i always like to say folks that's only 50 percent of the epidemic the other 50 percent is the adults already left but their bodies are still there and so the point is they're dealing with the same issues, but they're dealing with it in a way that makes sense from their context. So somebody's got to give. Somebody's got to be willing to stand up and go, something's got to change. And, and that's where these different things happen. It takes a little bit of sacrifice, but you can stand up and go, this is unsustainable. We have to do something. And there might be disagreements on exactly how to do that, but you know, until someone steps forward and goes, we've got to do something, you're just gonna, everyone's just going to quit. You're going to drop out of church, and they're going to be dropped out in their head sitting in the pew until they croak. 
It's the same problem. Yeah, I think all of our lives, especially if you grew up in Adventism, all of our lives we've had things that were curated for us. You get Cradle Roll, you get um, you get Adventurers and Pathfinders, and you get youth ministry. And then once you're past the collegiate age, you be, you begin to realize that there's nothing curated for you anymore. And and the difficulty with that is the realization that guess what? It's on you now. And that's why I that's why I say create or build community, not just seek it or hope it comes to you. Sometimes it does, and that's a wonderful thing. But very much with what you've done with Humans of Adventism, I mean, Caleb, you posted just uh, recently this post of all the different people you've met because and the community that you've created. Yes. Because You posted, what, 35 different photos with probably 100 different people in, in them yes. of just people you've met in the last year because of the community that you've created. And I think that, sh- that speaks to the ownership we can take uh, in our lives. Let me throw one thing in there really quick, and this works on just about all people. And this is a, a theory that comes from, I learned from the Growing Young Church, right? Growing Young Adventists. Ask more questions. Now, they're trying to get older people to ask us more questions because this is how we grow relationships. But I would say with anyone, okay, instead of telling them how they are, instead of assuming how they are, take the time to ask and just, even if you disagree, find out where their heart is and, and, and find out where their things have of value are and how they view God and church, and then do what you can to meet them in that context. If that means going and helping your older members move some things because they can't physically do that anymore, volunteer some time. You know, do what you can. Maybe all you can do is sit with them and talk with them after the service for 10 minutes. Maybe that's all they need. That's powerful. Well, thank you both. We are uh, officially out of time. We don't want to take any more time out of Awaken. See, look at that. Uh, so we want to, for those of you listening to this, the lights just went off on us. Um, so that's like, if you've seen those old cartoons where that really long cane comes on screen and just pulls us off. Look, thank you guys so much for listening to Echo Henry and Caleb. Thank you so much for being a part of this, and we'll see you next time. Echo. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.